Welcome to a learntolearn.org podcast. We are here to support your learning, taking off the limits that we have accrued to our learning and adding in those ingredients that we've learned from world-class learners that have made them the best so that we can each update our own programming and become the best learners that we can be. We're really glad that you're here to share some time with us. We hope that this brings you exactly what you need today to better engage in your life and your learning. Let's take some time today to explore the relationship between personality and intelligence. There are a lot of ways of thinking about intelligence. You know, do we talk IQ? How do we measure it? But in terms of functional intelligence, day-to-day intelligence, what's the relationship between that and personality? There actually have been a lot of studies done, studies that ultimately involve over a million people, over 1,300 studies looking at this relationship. And there's one factor that seems to most connect those two areas. There are lots of things about personality that don't necessarily spill over to intelligence. You know, somebody could be bubbly or they could be disorganized or they could be outgoing or introverted or on and on. Those don't necessarily correlate. But the thing that does is our openness to new experience, our willingness to engage and find out new things to change our point of view. People that want the status quo, that want to keep things how they are, that are routine-seeking, this actually tends to correlate with lower intelligence. Extroversion, as we said, has almost no correlation to intelligence, although being more sociable does have a negative relationship to some cognitive abilities. Other research shows that intelligent people, the most intelligent people, love to spend time alone. This gets us to what we're really trying to explore here today. If you want to get smarter, don't feel limited by your personality. That's not the issue here. Your personality can be whatever it is. With this one factor in mind, we need to have some interest in exploring new things, in changing, in evolving, in challenging our assumptions. Now, to us, it's interesting. If we think about learning, the very essence of learning means to engage in new things. Well, learning doesn't mean how do we stay in the same place. Learning, obviously, is all about what else is there? What don't we know? And how do we engage in that? How do we incorporate that? And how does that change us? How do we be open to new ideas, new information, new experiences? Jeff Bezos has said that the smartest people are constantly revising their understanding reconsidering a problem that they thought that they'd already solved. He goes on to say that they're open to new points of view, new information, new ideas, 
contradictions and challenges to their own way of thinking. That's the essence of learning. And that, of course, is directly correlated to intelligence. Once again, research backs this up, that we may seem like we're less smart if we change our mind. Well, oh, you didn't know what was going on. You didn't understand that. But it actually turns out that smarter people are ongoingly changing their mind. They're constantly seeking out new points of view, new ways of engaging in things, new perspectives. And this also translates to success in school because we're constantly, you know, if we think about going from third grade to fourth grade, we're talking about updating our understanding of things. The things that we learned in third grade, maybe we're building on those, but we're going beyond those. We're looking back and saying, yeah, that was okay, but here's the next step. Here's the next perspective. Here's the greater understanding. And then that goes from that grade to the next, to the next, to the next, however long we live life. There is research that shows, for example, that entrepreneurs who, in the middle of a pitch competition, where they were competing to see who had the most effective pitch, that those that changed their position during the process were six times more likely to win the competition. That's a good indicator that if we use our feedback and we see where we're off and we update, we go for what's missing here, what else can I derive from this, what is my feedback showing me, and then using that to change our understanding, to change our position, that we do better in life. And there are lots of examples of this. Another way to say what we're talking about here is Rather than trying to be right, we want to find out what is right. Now, none of us like having the shortcomings in our understanding exposed, but over time, people recognize that, oh, they went beyond their limitation. They're not just somebody that always insists on being right. People spot right away when we're in that mode of whether I'm right or wrong, I'm right. And they don't respond well to that because all of us inherently sense our own limitations and understanding. So when those around us let that be seen, we have a certain compassion for them, a certain appreciation of them. So don't be afraid to admit that you don't have the answers. When we look around at people that have resisted change, we see the outcome of that. We see how they become stuck, how their life becomes limited. It's challenging to admit that we don't know. We don't know everything. I could be wrong. I'm open to new information. It's much more challenging to have the results of not admitting that, of boxing ourselves in by our need for certainty. So if we give up that certainty and we embrace the possibility that there's more, that life is uncertain, and that our engaging in the uncertainty gives us a competitive advantage and actually increases our functional intelligence. 
if we thought about a computer that was an amazing computer, you know, it had all the latest AI functions or whatever, but we limited its exposure to new information. We limited its exposure to the latest research, the latest, the most up-to-date information. That computer would become irrelevant. It's pretty easy to see that limiting ourselves in that kind of way has the same impact. We're stuck in time in the past, in what we have previously learned. So if we want to overcome the limitations of certainty, if we want to keep our intelligence expanding, there are a few things that we might want to do. We want to practice intellectual humility. We have to remind ourselves that our beliefs and our opinions could be wrong. Even on topics that we're sure about, we want to be open to revising our views based on new evidence and new experience. We want to seek out different perspectives, read authors or talk to people with different viewpoints than our own, try and understand where they're coming from, even if we disagree. We want to question our assumptions. We want to routinely examine the unstated underlying assumptions that are the basis of our thinking. We have to ask ourselves, what are we taking for granted as true that we don't have proof about? Or if we have proof, is there maybe a bigger perspective that we're going to have later? We're pretty sure that Newton was quite certain about his proof, and yet all of that changed and upgraded when Einstein came along. We want to avoid all-or-nothing thinking. Rather than seeing things as absolutely 100% certain or certain that it's wrong, look for the nuances and the shades of gray. Very few things are completely black and white. We want to consider alternate hypotheses. We want to evaluate an idea or situation by taking the time to actively generate other plausible explanations beyond our initial interpretation. Don't just latch on to the first conclusion that we arrive at. In this, we want to recognize the limits of our knowledge. There are inherent limits to what any individual can know or predict. We have cognitive biases. And we lack complete data. So stay curious, stay hungry, keep exploring. Make probabilistic rather than definitive predictions. If we say this is how it is, that's very different than this is probably how it is. When we forecast outcomes, give probability ranges rather than proclaiming something as sure to occur. That means we have to allow room for the unexpected. This gives us mental flexibility that cultivates our adaptability and leads to that enhanced functional intelligence. Life comes so much more alive when we approach it this way. Thank you for listening. Our purpose is supporting your capacity to learn and to attain all that you can imagine. We hope you use the perspectives and exercises that we have shared 
feel free to send us questions, ideas, experiences that might benefit our listeners via learntolearn.org, L-E-A-R-N-T-O-L-E-A-R-N.org. Finally, please help others by sharing our link with your friends, family, and other loved ones, since how you learn is how you live. Thank you.